In tonight's episode of the podcast, we catch up on the Wyndham Championship, we talk the NFC North, we look at the first weekend of English Premier League, catch up on my picks, uh, and much, much more. This is the Draining Jimmy's Podcast. Happy Monday, everyone. Welcome to a new episode of the podcast. I hope everyone had a good weekend. Definitely was an exciting weekend, especially with week one of the NFL preseason. Also, uh, opening weekend for uh, English Premier League. Talked a little bit about that on last episode of the podcast. Caught up a little bit with uh, the NFL preseason, but it's again, it was the first week of the NFL preseason. Uh, Big, exciting final round at the Wyndham Championship, which I'll talk about, uh, and also some updates in Raptors news, and I'm going to talk about my picks as well. But then, a big, big weekend. But again, I hope everyone enjoyed the weekend. It was a nice weekend. I got out some golf on the weekend, had a bonfire with a few friends, recorded Saturday's episode, but it was definitely a good weekend. Did work my civilian job during the day, which, you know, it happens. It's part of life. It's adulthood, I guess, but definitely had a good weekend overall. My golf game, kind of not really improving. It's there. I can hit the ball. Now, whether it goes left, right, center, straight in front of me as I'm lining up, it's all a matter of, you know, physics. But again, uh, it's kind of improving. Did get new irons over the last couple weeks. Um, used ones, not really brand new, but new irons in general. Um, definitely a bigger upgrade than what I had. The last time I bought a brand new set of irons for myself was about 2011, 2012, maybe. Um, I believe that's the last time I actually bought a brand new set of irons. Upgraded to uh, two-year-old, uh, three-year-old uh, AP1s, uh, which are good Titleist. Uh, both good set of irons for to a 48 degree pitching wedge got them at uh, golf town if you don't know what that is it's our golf store your equivalent if you're listening to in the states of your golf galaxy uh, but it is our store here in canada our brand name carries a bunch of brands Titleist, uh taylor made uh wilson's all that stuff so uh, they had the used clubs on sale bottom pretty good i love them um, hitting them a lot better. They feel a lot easier to hit than my older irons. Maybe it could have been the age of my irons, but definitely felt a lot better, uh, a lot easier to hit these irons than my previous ones. But again, loving the AP ones, good solid clubs. Uh, but moving away from my pathetic style of what I call a golf game, um, definitely improving, but again, my still a pathetic attempt to try and play. Um, Definitely had a busy weekend overall when you're looking at the sports. Colts played their first preseason game yesterday. They won 21-28. to Definitely an exciting fourth quarter for the Colts. Uh, overall, a good game. 
defense was keeping it in there. Uh, Jacob Eason, Sam Ellinger were the two debates coming into the game just because, you know, Carson Wentz is out. Who could be the starting quarterback? We had both of them taking starters reps. Ellinger, who is a rookie, um, if you don't know who he is, starting quarterback at Texas for a few years. Definitely had a good career at Texas. Nothing bad or terrible, but it was good statistically. He did have a good career. Uh, but overall, um, the game was good. Uh, definitely exciting in the fourth quarter. Big plays, especially with Ellinger at quarterback. Uh, former USC Trojan Tyler Vaughn had a nice one-hander grab, which led to uh, the game-tying touchdown. Well, the game, the touchdown, but it was a two-point convert that Ellinger did to get the game tied at 18, and then a nice little march down with the last six minutes left in the game for the Colts to win with a game-winning field goal to win 21-18, but it was a good comeback with the team. Solid comeback. Uh, overall, the team looked good. Not You can't really judge uh, the first game, really, with the, the preseason. You can't, because you're not getting the full starters. You're just getting, like, you know, one here, one there. Um, it was good to see Marlon Mack back. Uh, after being away for the year, looked like he hasn't missed a step. Looked like he was gaining some movement there. Jordan Wilkins played very well at running back for them. Uh, wide receivers for the Colts. That's the question and debate. Because uh, you have your starting three for the Colts. Pittman Jr., T.Y. Hilton, Zach Pascal. Those are going to be your one, two, and three. And basically, you're going to look at what you can do to replace it. So there is... Mike uh, Stragan, who's going to be there. There's Paris Campbell, who is coming back off of multiple injuries. And then you're trying to look at, you know, that six wide receiver. If they carry seven, you're looking at two more. So there is Desmond Patton. There's Tyler Vaughn. Tarek Black, who had some nice catches in the game as well. Uh, some nice passes. Uh, it's good when you have a former teammate uh, as your starting quarterback. So definitely was good to see that there. So we'll see some uh, improvement as well. Uh, now later on in the podcast, I will be continuing on with uh, my little eight-part series talking about each division in the NFL as we're leading up to uh, the kickoff. So I will be talking about the NFC North. Uh, so I will be discussing that later on in the podcast. I did uh, the NFC, sorry, the yeah, NFC North I'm doing tonight. I did the AFC North on Saturday. I'm talking about the Steelers, Ravens, Browns, and also the uh, Bengals. So tonight we'll be t discussing that. You know, we'll see what's going to happen. Aaron Rodgers, Jared Goff. Well, actually, the the Lions are kind of be a little different. Remember, Matt Stafford was traded in the offseason. But I'll get to that later on in the episode as well. So I'm going to move over to my picks. Uh, from the weekend. Uh, definitely had a good weekend. Didn't go perfect, but went 4-1. Red Sox completing the sweep with the uh, Baltimore Orioles winning 6-2. Jays avoided the sweep by beating uh, the Seattle Mariners, winning it 8-3. Uh, yes, 8-3. Just to confirm that. I had to look at my little notes there here that I have in front of me. Uh, the Dodgers beating the Mets 14-4, uh, to 4. and my Colts did win, and I had them as my pick to beat the Carolina Panthers, and Tottenham uh, beating Manchester City. A lot of people saying that was the upset. It was the first weekend in English Premier League, so I wouldn't say it's an upset. Um, if it was 
later on the season and Man City was doing what they were doing last year and dominating and needed a division clinching win and Tottenham did an upset then yes that would be an upset there's 37 more games to go so I'm not really considering this an upset when it could go either which way but uh, solid solid weekend uh, for the picks, which I'm happy about. And again, yes, English Premier League is back. It was good to see Manchester United win, so I was happy with that. Caught a little bit of the uh, West Hampton-Newcastle game yesterday. I definitely thought it was looking like Newcastle was going to walk away with it, but West Hampton just blew away. Uh, I was tied 2-2, and then I just turned away a little bit, and just West Ham, just goal after goal. So definitely was a... Interesting matchup there as well, but still good to Tottenham Spurs. It's good to have English Premier League back, so just a matter of time until we start seeing Champions League as well. So definitely a uh, good weekend for English Premier League. A lot of people excited, so again, as we get more and more deep into it, it's it's the first weekend. Can't really be like, ooh, here we go. Um, and Tottenham didn't even have Kane this weekend for their win, so that's even better that's a great win when you have your uh, superstar player for them so uh, but overall I keep repeating good weekend yes it was a good weekend I should kind of really stop saying that as well um, uh, <laughs> oh, man I'm always gonna be losing my train of thought when I'm doing this that's what it is I'm gonna go over to the Wyndham Championship as I just talked a little bit about my tiny little blip about English Premier League and my Colts as well and my picks so definitely had that as well but again um, before I get into the Wyndham I know I just said I'll talk about Wyndham uh, this weekend the Colts do play the Vikings so I'll definitely be looking forward to that this weekend with the NFL games I will definitely start seeing more of the starters in so definitely we'll be looking to see with that now Sam Ellinger is getting the start on Saturday for the first Eason got it with that as well so we'll definitely get to see what he has done now uh, I'm going to definitely have more of an in-depth discussion. I did talk about the wide receivers. I know I'm going back and forth. I know I was going to talk about Wyndham, and now I'm getting back into my Colts. So the one thing I should have discussed was the QB play of the game yesterday. There are some things that I did like with Jacoby Eason. Or sorry, not Jacoby. Jacob Eason. Jacoby is now with uh, the Miami Dolphins. That's Jacoby Brissett, a Colts quarterback that I was a big fan of. As well, I did like him, and sadly, the Colts did not do things justice for him. But that's a rant for another day and another time. So I'll leave that to the side. Uh, but Jacob Eason, you know, not bad. The one thing is, and you can kind of blame the offensive line for this as well, but he's got to be more, have a little bit more awareness in the pocket. That's what it is. He's got to get, get the ball out quicker and have more awareness around it when moving through. Ellinger. Definitely a little bit of the same issues. Definitely had a pick earlier on, but it looks like he was able to get the ball out quicker and definitely looked at uh, moving spaces, moving around, using his legs a little bit more than what uh, we saw with Eason. But it's definitely going to be a question mark now this weekend with Ellinger, what he can do with the starters. Now, this weekend is going to be about of who is going to be that, who are going to be those starters, uh, which wide receivers. Are we going to see Pittman, T.Y.? Uh, Pascal, are we going to see, you know, or are we gonna just going to see Desmond Strachan, Paris Campbell be the one, two, and three again like we did this week? Are they going to upgrade uh, Tarek Black, who 
you know, had a good game, Tyler Vaughn. So definitely going to be interesting to see. And the wide receiver competition with the uh, Colts is going to be interesting as well. But um, more and more discuss that as the episodes go on. And I will be doing the AFC South uh, conversation as well down the road, talking about all those teams who I'm looking at and everything. And this Saturday, I will be doing the AFC East uh, having that discussion, and then tonight, again, just a reminder, the NFC North. That's what we'll be talking about later on in the podcast. So, time to go back to where I was talking about, which is the Wyndham Championship. Definitely had an exciting uh, weekend for the final round. Kevin Kisner winning the Wyndham Championship in a six-man playoff, which is incredible. Um which is actually a record right now with the PGA. And this season uh, has definitely had a lot of playoff matches. Definitely had been exciting. Uh, The Olympics, uh, Genesis, uh, the Arnold, not the Arnold Palmer. uh, What else I was looking at? Uh, Bay Hill had a couple, Genesis, but the U.S. Open. A lot of debates uh, with those final playoffs. Definitely exciting. The Memorial, that's the one I was thinking of. Memorial was exciting as well. Definitely had a lot of uh, playoff rounds going through. But six was there. Six people were in that playoff. And, you know, now the debate for the Ryder Cup for Kisner. Uh, Roger Sloan of Canada was in that. So he tied. He had a five-way tie for a second with those that could not beat Kisner. Uh, but overall, I was definitely looking forward to it. I did know talk about it on Saturday. You know, the excitement, hopefully that Rogers can get, or sorry, that Sloan can get into it. Rogers, Sloan, either way, but I was excited that hopefully he can pull out the win. He was there for it in the playoff. Fortunately, Kisner, who I did talk about on Saturday as well, was playing pretty good. It, it was a good weekend for that. It was a good weekend for golf. Um, one thing I did forget to talk about a little bit was, I believe I didn't talk about the FedEx St. Jude. I talked about it. Abraham answers first win last week. So that was a big one too, just because as I was getting back in the last couple of weeks with golf and everything as well. But again, congratulations to Kisner for winning that. Now the debate is up for the Ryder Cup, which is happening this year. Will he be selected? Hard to say, uh, but I will have a debate uh, about that with the matchups there because it's going to be, be exciting to discuss with what's going to happen with Team USA and Europe, who's going to be there, who's going to be selected. We know some of the faces that will be there, but it's a matter of picking and choosing who will be the best match there for that little tournament that will be happening this fall. So definitely always excited to have the Ryder Cup. It's a big event. Um, if If you're not familiar with it, I do recommend to give it a look up. It is one of the biggest uh, golfing events. Happens every two years. Um, what they also do is the President's Cup as well. So that's always fun to watch too. So definitely an exciting, exciting event uh, for golf. So make sure you do uh, check those out. Definitely exciting when the Ryder Cup uh, comes around. Well, tonight I'm going to continue on with my uh, eight-part series. I'm going to be going through each division in the NFL. Last Saturday I started with the AFC North. And tonight I will be going with the NFC North. So talking Packers, Lions, 
uh, Chicago Bears and the Vikings. So I will be looking into each of those teams. So definitely going to be exciting to see what each team is going to be bringing. Uh, we all know how well the Packers did last year. And the Bears with even Mitchell Trubisky did somewhat okay. But at the end of it, um, we all know who ended up winning the Super Bowl, but it wasn't the Green Bay Packers. But overall, uh, definitely going to be an interesting discussion to discuss each team. So I'm going to start off with the Chicago Bears. Why not? Chicago Bears, who drafted Justin Fields out of Ohio State this year. Not expecting to be a starting uh, quarterback. Well, as of right now, he's not expected to start. They're looking to uh, groom him, mold him, and then have him ready to go probably maybe later on in the season or uh, starting next season. Uh, they brought in Andy Dalton to be the quarterback, which was interesting because he had an okay year last year, filling in for Dak Prescott, who was injured uh, for the Dallas Cowboys, and then eventually was uh, shut down. But we know how well his career was in uh, Cincinnati until they moved on with the uh, Joe Burrow experience, which is now going on, which he's going into his second season. Talked about him a little bit last week, but... With the Bears, it's kind of hard to see what's going to happen here. What What is Matt Nagy going to be doing with this team? And we want to see. Well, we know Andy Dalton's going to start. We know they have a 1,000-yard rusher in David Montgomery. The wide receiver core, it's kind of hard to guess what's going to happen with this team. Uh, when we look at it here, the core of Darnell Mooney, Marquise Goodwin, and Allen Robinson II. So we'll see how that uh, plays out. Uh, now going back to the running backs, uh, not just David Montgomery, you also have Tara Cohen who has been very well uh, dealing with some injuries currently and then Super Bowl champion Damian Williams who is actually a nice compliment as a third back. Uh, with the defense, um, we know Khalil Mack is always going to lead the charge with it. Uh, Danny Trevathan, we, we know Chicago Bears defense is always going to be strong. If no, we won't be playing strong defensively, but it's the offense that we're going to be questioning. And what's this offense going to be like? Uh, we know that Andy Dalton and Justin Fields are completely different quarterbacks. Fields does bring a wide variety of mobility. Uh, Dalton can run. But Justin Fields, I think, can stretch the field a little bit more. No pun intended uh, on that comment. Uh, but again, Andy Dalton will be starting off the season. We'll see how it goes. Now, we are, uh, after, we are after the first week of the NFL preseason. We have a game going on tonight. Uh, sorry, we have a game going on, on uh, not tonight, because today is Monday, uh, on Thursday night uh, for the uh, Thursday night. So we'll be discussing uh, that game uh, as well as other games on Saturday's episode of the podcast. Uh, so, but again, we'll see how the teams develop and how this offense moves just because of how everything's going. And it's just going to be wondering how everything's going to be playing out. And a lot of questions are going to be, what is Justin Fields going to be doing? When is he going to be going? Will Nick Foles still be around? That's the question there in the draft picks. Well, we'll see how it goes. We have Daz Newsom there as well. But it's going to be interesting to see what this offense is going to be. Can this offense move? Um, with, I know I talked about the running backs. You do have three capable backs there, which is good. The wide receiver core, I will question. Uh, you have a aging Jimmy Graham. You have a Cole Met, uh, which is the starting tight end as we speak. Uh, and the, you know, the... 
when we're looking here at the offensive line, it's definitely intriguing to see what they have. And now I did not talk about the defense. Why? Well, there, there is a reason why. Um, because guess what? It's uh, it's the defense we know that has been very good. They were very good last year. We see them held to points. We saw them battle out with the uh, the Buccaneers last year. We saw how good that game was, despite the lack of offense from the Chicago Bears, being led by Nick Foles. We saw that battle between, not really a battle, but the fluctuations between him and Trubisky last year. Trubisky now with the Buffalo Bills. But it's all about the question of Justin Fields and when he will be starting at quarterback. I think it's all based on how well this offense moves. We know he had a big hype to say a lot after the first week of playing with the Bears in the first preseason game. Not really much to say. Let's talk about game two, game three of the preseason. And how about the first game of the year for the regular season if you're the starting quarterback. But right now, I believe it's Andy Dalton's show. Uh, but again, I did talk about, and listen, Andy Dalton has his limitations. We saw that in Cincinnati. We saw the struggle there. But again, the wide receiver core, we'll, we'll see. Allen Robinson can do much. Marquise Goodwin will, will definitely fit well into the slot. But it's all about, you know, can this offense get moving? Can they do enough? Um, we'll, we'll see. Because again, you're going to have to battle out in a tough division. But again, Chicago Bears, uh, the offense is the question for me. That's that's what it is. The defense, I know what it is. It's all going to be led by Khalil Mack. We know Akeem Hicks can do stuff. Goldman in the middle. You have Bilal Nichols. You have Rockland Smith, Danny Trevathan, Robert Quinn, Jalen Johnson, You know Eddie Jackson playing safety. We know how well this team can do uh, for, for this depth. And, you know, you do have good... Uh, cornerbacks in depth, and the one thing I didn't, I did forget to mention about the Bears, depth at O line as well. You have, you know, the good left tackle and Jason Peters backing up Elijah Wilkinson. So we we have that here. So the Bears, there's a question mark on the O. We know the defense will keep them in as much as they can, but again, it's it's what's going to be the battle of the quarterback. The question mark right there. You can circle it there, and try to predict a date on Justin Fields when he enters into the field. That's what it's going to be. Yes, again, I said that same pun, but again, it's a matter of when do we see Justin Fields get put into play? That's how it's question mark for the Bears, and can he make that much of an impact to leap them forward? Some weapons will need to be upgraded to help Fields down the road in his career, but we'll, we'll see what the Bears can do. Now going to the Green Bay Packers. Yes, the Green Bay Packers, uh, one of the best teams in the NFC last year. Uh, Divisional-wise, they won the North, but it's a question of, you know, what's happening with Aaron Rodgers? We, we know how good Aaron Rodgers is. We know what they're capable of doing. Listen, we all know the track record of the draft picks, and we know that the last few years with first-rounders, they have not really helped out Aaron Rodgers in doing that. They've been kind of going after defense, except for last year when they went with Jordan Love. This year, they went with Eric Stokes. So Eric Stokes, who is will be developing and eventually be their uh, one of their top corners is sitting in the third spot or second uh, second fourth in the lineup for starting corner so we'll see how that goes uh, but again we know what the offense can do we know what they're going to be here to say so we have Josh Myers who's their rookie center drafted out of Ohio State we know they drafted first round with Eric Stokes uh, they definitely got some weapons here 
Um, you know, Lazard, Valdez, Scantling played very well with them, but again, they disappeared at moments there. You have Devin Funchness, who is questionable. What we're going to see with him, can he be impact there as well? One um, wide receiver I do recommend to take a look at, if you are a Packers fan, is Amari Rogers. He did play very well at Clemson. Uh, if you look at his highlight tapes from the last couple of years, definitely was a target of Trevor Lawrence, who is now drafted by the Jacksonville Jaguars. But Amari Rogers definitely was a good weapon. Uh, for the running backs, we know Aaron Jones, uh, A.J. Dillon, a great one-two punch between the two. But it's a question of what weapons will step up, and it's a question of what's going to be happening down the road. Can this offense or this team get to the next step? And the defense, well, defense is going to be questionable because the last two years, last year against Tom Brady, they gave up a lot of big plays in the air. The year before that, giving up a lot of yards on the ground. So it's a matter of can the defense be consistent and not give up so many big plays? And can they, you know, they keep certain, they keep certain moments for the Packers to stay in the game. I know a lot of people are going to go back. Well, if, if they go for the touchdown and not a field goal, it's a different story. Yes, but at the end of the day, they still had issues. It wasn't just that play. They had issues on defense. So we'll see what they can do. We'll see what Eric Stokes, can he grow? You do still have J.R. Alexander and Kevin King. So we'll see what they do. It's, it's going to be a question. Like We know the offense can score points. It's going to be the defense. What I see here, can Preston Smith, Kingsley, Kiki, Kenny Clark, Dean Lowry, can they move this forward? Can they be a defense that, you know, can hold on to and not give up those big plays, put pressure on the quarterback? I know you're playing Tom Brady. We know the skill that he brings, but it's the question of, you know, when you're when you're playing there, you, you have to make sure that it's, it's the lead. It's the protection that you're giving. Um, it's the, like with this regular season, I'm not concerned with the, the Packers. I'm not. Um, they, they're going to be the best team in the North. I, I, I'm not going to give any predictions, but I'm saying they're the best team in the North. Um, the question now is the playoffs. You're, you're going to have to build your offense to literally compete with the Buccaneers. Seattle, now that Drew Brees and New Orleans is not really a factor, you still have Seattle there. We'll, we'll, so we'll see what happens. That's who you're basically looking at here. And I'll do an episode where I'm breaking down who I'm liking and which division, but it's definitely going to be interesting to see um, who they're going to be competitive with. But right now, the only team I see that's right now a competition, well, not I shouldn't say competition, but of a point where they have to get over that hurdle is the Buccaneers, and you have to be built to do that. You have to be able to attack Tom Brady, and your offense has to be able to capitalize on each thing so we'll see we'll, we will definitely see but a standout here on this team is definitely going to be Amari Rogers who I do like so keep an eye on him he can definitely be a focal point probably even a early target for uh, Aaron Rodgers at the beginning of the season but again do check out some of his highlights from uh, Clemson University going over to the Minnesota Vikings uh, now the Vikings we a lot of question marks, and it's always going to be behind Kirk Cousins. We all know how well he is. We know how up and down these Vikings teams have been the last couple of years. So we've seen them succeed. We saw some nice uh, rounds in the playoffs. Uh, not as of late, but we all know what happened with Stefan Diggs a couple of years ago. But again, this team is definitely has 
talent. I'm not arguing against that. This team has definitely got some good talent. So Justin Jefferson, who they drafted last year out of LSU, and you have Adam Thielen, two very prolific wide receivers. KJ Osborne, uh, very well as well. So I'm just checking KJ Osborne's stats from the last little bit. So let me just pull this up here. Um, so drafted in 2020 but is slotted as the number three receiver did not have any stats for last year so it's kind of a rookie season for him uh, as we're looking at it here because uh, the 2020 season did not see much with him as a in the right wide receiver slot which could be you know a problem at the end of it when we're seeing it here but the question is, this offense is definitely going to be focused around Dalvin Cook. Uh, we know how capable he is. We saw how well he played. Injuries have been part of his career with the NFL. Um, so we'll see how that goes. Again, over 1,550 yards last year, 16, D, 16 TDs. We, we know he's an offensive force. But it's a question of Kirk Cousins and this offense. The wide receivers, can they get it all together? Can you know they move forward. We know Kirk Cousins can have issues turning over the ball, making uh, things you know hazardous for his own team. But it's a matter of what they can do. Uh, in their draft, they went first for their first pick. They went with offensive line, which is good. They went with Christian Darrisaw, so that's definitely going to be a future starting left tackle for this offense. Uh, Rashad Hill is slated in as the starting one. Ezra Cleveland, Garrett Bradbury, Oli Odu, and Brian O'Neill is your starting five offensive linemen for this uh, team. So question is protecting Kirk Cousins. You're in a division where you should do okay. Your biggest matchup is always going to be how well can you play against uh, the Packers. And that's always going to be right there it's always going to be a divisional matchup so your six games are always going to be your division but the toughest one that you have to face is the Packers and I will be uh, discussing the Lions in a moment uh, the Bears I did discuss and it's always a question mark about what their offense can be in their defense I know but it's a question of can they keep up with Aaron Rodgers and the Packers so that that's what's the big looking hole here I know my analysis hasn't really looked into you know, I mean, either choosing one side of the ball because when you're looking at it, I'm not saying one side of, I'm not saying both all the teams that I've talked about have perfect sides, but some some sides have more holes than the other. You know, I talked about the Chicago Bears; they've always had strong defense. Their hole is definitely the offense because a new quarterback and everything. With uh, Kirk Cousins in this offense, it's a matter of, you know, again, I'm going to be choosing on the quarterbacks, but they do have some pieces there on defense that could you know, get things going. They do have Patrick Peterson, former cornerback uh, standout out of uh, where I played for the Arizona Cardinals. So we know how good he is. He is one of the best, if not at the time, was one of the best one-on-one -on -one corners in the game. So we know they have pieces there. So we'll see how everything goes. They have Bashad Breland. Their, their defense is mediocre, uh, average, we'll say that. Uh, but can it be enough to compete against the other divisions that they'll be facing against? So I'm just pulling up their schedule uh, because the uh, AFC, the, sorry, who, the NFC North, uh, who are they playing? So we got the NFC West from what I see, as well as uh, the N AFC West. So you got Kansas City, you have Arizona, you have Seattle, Cleveland. Uh, some of them are based on divisions. So I'm just taking a look here. Uh, for what we are seeing. 
because um, I'm just pulling up everything. So they are playing Pittsburgh, Detroit. So they do have the NFC West. And sorry, looks like it's the AFC North. Sorry, I was looking at a their preseason. So AFC North, and they're playing the NFC West. So it's, it's going to be a tough one for them. And that includes for the rest of the NFC North. You're definitely going to be facing some defensive heavy teams. Um, I would say the weakest team that they're facing right now is probably the Cincinnati Bengals. That's that. Uh, you are facing the Steelers and the Baltimore Ravens. I do see a matchup here with the Dallas Cowboys. Why would they be facing the Cowboys? Well, that's because they do face other opponents from other divisions, depending on where they ranked in their own division. So the Cowboys and the Vikings definitely shared that same spotlight uh, last season. So definitely going to be a lot of fun to see that matchup there. That's a Sunday night football one right there. So, again, they are going to be facing some tough opponents. Uh, the defense, it's definitely going to be defensive. That's what we're looking at here when you're looking at some of their defenses that they're facing against. It's going to be very, very defensively heavy. So, we'll, we'll see what um, the defense can do. Some have strong offensive power. So, we don't know what San Fran's going to be. Los Angeles, we don't know yet. I had my discussion about the AFC North, so make sure you tune into that because I definitely talked about uh, Lamar Jackson to see what's going to be happening with them. So uh, overall, uh, the defense, again, I say the rated average. Uh, I know what um, – I kind of forget his name. Uh, uh, What am I thinking? Dalvin Cook. There we go, Dalvin Cook. We know what's going to be happening there. And we'll see what the wide receivers can do. It's the whole at wide receiver. You have one and two. Can the rest of them fill in and be a good spot? Because um, number three, K.J. Osborne did not have much there. So you have Chad Beebe, D.T. Westbrook, uh, Ismir Smith-Marset. So we'll see how that goes and plus more. So it's definitely going to be interesting to see. Um, the wide receiver core is definitely something to look at here, especially going after Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson. Those are pieces you want to take a look at on how everything's going to see. I'm just going to check Chad Beebe uh, just for a second here. So last year, uh, 201 receiving yards, two TDs. Okay, so he's slated to be the backup, um, but not in that starting part. So again, the weak point is wide receivers. So we'll see. Maybe they should have went after another wide receiver in the draft. Uh, something to pair up with them. Again, offensive line is there. you got to make sure you got your quarterback protected, and I think they did a good job, and we will see Christian Derrissaw as the starting left tackle eventually. But again, it's definitely going to be you know, the wide receiver core, I think, for this team is the, the weakest spot uh, for them. But even running backs, yeah, if Dalvin Cook falls, that's pressure on them too because that this offense focuses more around Dalvin and they feed off the passing game. As much as Kirk Cousins is a, a gunslinger and can throw the rock, Dalvin Cook is the most important piece to this Minnesota Vikings offense. Now I'm going to be talking about the final team in the NFC North, the Detroit Lions. Now it's really hard to predict what the Lions are going to be like. New quarterback, uh, kind of just like the Chicago Bears. Matt Stafford was traded to the LA Rams, and then in return the Lions got Jared Goff. Both quarterbacks getting a fresh start on their new team. Uh, Goff is going to a situation where... It's going to be a tough one for them. Uh, Detroit is definitely a team that's going to start moving, hopefully, in the right direction. But again, the offense 
And the defense uh, is definitely going to be a question mark there. Uh, first overall pick, uh, Penny Sewell, uh, drafted right tackle. I was actually liking this pick. It was a, definitely a good one uh, for Detroit. You're definitely trying to get the offensive line stronger. Uh, but for Jared Goff, it's good that he's going to have some protection. Uh, the question is now the offense and the weapons around him. Uh, they are kind of, uh, I don't know what to say, not lacklustering, not blockbustering. I don't know what word to describe it. Um, maybe silent as of right now. Um, Tyrell Williams, who hasn't really played football in over a year. He was on the IR when he played for Vegas last year. Spent uh, four seasons uh, with uh, the San Diego Chargers slash LA Chargers. So he, it's a question mark what he's going to be like. He's never had close to 1,000 yards. Uh, big body wide receiver, but uh, him as the number one target, we'll see. Uh, coming off there, Brashad Perriman. I remember him with uh, Baltimore Ravens. We'll see what he is going to be like as well. It's, again, the offensive weapons is not really the best. Um, again, 2,000 yards in his career. I'm just going to go check over his season by season to see what he was like overall. Uh, again, not really screaming wide receiver. So you have two wide receivers. You're one and two, kind of not really like, yes, here we are. Uh, they drafted Amon Ross St. Brown out of uh, USC. Uh, he is a good wide receiver. I uh, definitely, a wide receiver, I would recommend to check out his highlights. Well, there definitely made some very good catches and some very clutch moments, helping out Slovis Davis uh, during that time at USC. Uh, so it's definitely going to be, you know, intriguing to see how this team is going to play out. But again, the offense is not really screaming, move the ball in yardage. That's what I'm looking at here. Listen, uh, DeAndre Swift, Jamal Williams, both had 500 yards, over 500 yards last season. So you have combined a 1,000 yards, but you kind of want to see who the feature back is going to be. It's looking like DeAndre Swift. Um, Jamal Williams, from time to time, had nice plays for when he played with the Packers. Uh, so we'll see what he's like with his new team. So maybe we'll see what this offensive line is going to be like, this offense in general is going to be like with this team so we'll see deandre swift is gonna have to be the, the one that's gonna be carrying the payload unless they're gonna do a two-headed monster system rotating back to back where whoever the hottest running back is they'll go we'll, we'll see but right now deandre swift is the number one back and but again the wide receivers it's not really screaming wow it's, it's not we'll see what the rookie can do out of usc um Right now, Perriman, Tyrell Williams, not really screaming, you know, what they need for a 1-2. We'll see. Uh, Jared Goff throwing the ball. You would hope that they would try to get some, at least some better weapons. So we'll see. And the defense, 3-4 uh, defense, we'll, we'll see what they are going to be like as well. Uh, Detroit is going to be the weakest team, I believe, in this division. I'm saying that there. Um, it's going to be a struggle for them this season. That's what I'm looking at here. Just the offense alone is going to be a struggle for them to try, I believe, to move the ball, especially when you're playing against the AFC North and you're playing against the NFC West. So it's not like you're playing against, you know, some struggling teams. Again, one of the worst teams that you're playing against is going to be the Cincinnati Bengals. And the Cincinnati Bengals, I'm kind of more convinced with their wide receiver core than I am with 
the wide receiver core of the Detroit Lions. Um, right now, a lot of teams that I've mentioned is the wide receiver core. That's what I'm looking at here. But again, the wide receiver core of this this offense in general for the Lions is it, it's a question mark. It, it really is. I don't know what to expect. I think it's going to be a very big struggle for Jared Goff this season. I, I really do. That's where I'm going to lead towards. The defense, we will see. You definitely have some players that stand out. You have Jamie Collins Sr., Trey Flowers. We know Will Harris is capable of. You have the Akarwara brothers on defense. You have Nick Williams and Brocker uh, playing on the DNs when you're playing this 3-4-D. Uh, right now I'm looking at here, definitely have some people on the IR, definitely have some questionables. Uh, Cornell is suspended, so we'll see what's going to be happening right now. Right now depth is going to be the key. Let's see. Next man up maybe standard. Um, well, right now their starters are fine, but again, I'm not really... I'm not really too convinced with how great the Detroit Lions are going to be. It's definitely going to be a struggle for them this season. That's what I'm going to say. Um, defense will probably be the best part of the Detroit Lions. I think they're about average and should try to keep them in some games, depending on the matchups that they're facing. But again, with the way they're playing, with the off, with sorry, let me rephrase that. With the teams that they're playing this season. Um, we know Seattle, what they can do. We, I talked about the Steelers and the Baltimore Ravens defense. San Fran uh, has been known to have an okay defense. Uh, not so bad. Arizona as well. So we know what they're going to be capable of doing. And we'll see what other team they are facing. Because uh, they may be playing a team that could be weaker than them. Uh, so let's just take a look here. They're playing the Bengals. Uh, they are facing... Uh, they have the Denver Broncos. So uh, let me just take a look here. Uh, they do have the Denver Broncos as well. And I'm checking uh, the Atlanta Hawks. Oh, sorry, not the Atlanta Hawks. That's basketball. Atlanta Falcons. So you have two teams as well that they're facing that are probably one's a little bit better. The other one's probably about the same. I really don't know what Denver is going to be like this season. So again, um, it's definitely going to be a struggle for Detroit. Um, I know a lot of these uh, teams that I've talked about has always been the discussion of offense and some key pieces and not really much focus on the D. But when I'm looking at it here, uh, some teams are having some mediocre defenses which are going to outshine their offenses this season. That's what I'm seeing with Detroit. Uh, so the offense is going to be a struggle. So it, it will be a tough year and a tough first year for Jared Goff. Well, that's it for the show this evening. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I hope you enjoyed my little talk about the NFC North. Um, you know, it's going to be an interesting football season with fans being back, everything going on. So, you know, things may change about my opinion as the playoffs or as the preseason goes on, as we get ready for that first week of the NFL season. So don't forget when I get to that moment, it will be the Wednesday before the Thursday night kickoff. I will be breaking down my picks, who I'm liking for each division, the wild cards, who I'm liking to go to the Super Bowl, all that broken down. So I will be discussing that. And again, I hope you enjoyed my discussion about the NFC North. Um, so I will be back on Saturday. Uh, Saturday, I will be doing my top 10. I'll be going over the AFC East. So Bills, Patriots, Dolphins, Jets, 
who do you think is going to be the best team in that division? It's a question mark. It's always going to be a question mark for each division because anything can happen in football. Uh, but again, back Saturday, I'm going to catch up with some golf, going to look at some English Premier League, uh, catch up with some baseball, look at NFL preseason as well. Again, as always, the top 10 and also my picks. So tune into that for Saturday. And then going forward until the start of the NFL season again, we'll be covering each division in the NFL. Um, so again, I hope you enjoyed today, tonight's show. Uh, have yourself a great week. I'll see you guys on Saturday. This is the Draining Jimmy's Podcast.